when I was about eight or nine years old, I was coming home from a store with my mom. It was the 80s, so back then you could sit in the front seat as a kid. And as we're coming up the hill to my house, uh, there's a guy in the, that lived in the neighborhood on a black GT Pro Performer doing pogo tail whips in the middle of the street. He had to do like 10 or 15 of them, man. Just bike spinning around, one leg going over the top tube, next leg going over the top tube, like some crazy bicycle jump rope. I remember sitting there thinking it was the coolest thing I had seen to that point in my life. What I didn't realize is how much that moment would change my life and how long it would stay with me. Okay, dudes, let's walk this sucker. Pleasure to be here with you, Nick. Who are you? I don't. I don't even know who I am. Sometimes, <laughs> man. Sometimes my I'm just out of this world um, and trying to figure out who the hell I am. No, um, my name's Eric Holiday, and uh, stoked to podcast with you, man. I've always looked up to you. You're always a big influence in my in my youth and my BMX days. Appreciate that. Um, so it's uh, it's just nostalgic to be here with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um for the people listening, you and I got reconnected two years ago, I guess now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember having a conversation with you and it humbled me to the core. Like, I don't even think we talked about how much I always thought like maybe I came off like a dick to a lot of the younger kids and you were so stoked. Oh yeah. When you realized who I was. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, maybe I did have a, like a positive impact on major, on some of the kids man. lives. Yeah. And that same day, it, uh, there were some, some girls there with Ben. I don't know. Were they there when you when you I pulled think up so, that yeah. day? Yeah. yeah. And they said Ben went for a run. They're like Ben said you were his hero growing up. And Seriously, I was like, man. Don't expect much. I looked up me. to you big time, dude. <laughs> it, it was no like no joke. Like you were a heavy influence in the scene and in my life. I was, like I was just telling you just a second ago. I was like, man, I I want a fucking truck driver like Nick. I want to ride like him. <laughs> like your presence and your energy, man. It was like you were the fucking man, dude. I you are the that, man. Dude. And I'm like, it's just awesome to see you. You know exchange good words with you you know and um you know conversate with you over the past two years briefly but it's nice to reconnect and uh yeah it's, it's it's always good bullshit with you you yeah, always have man. such a unique perspective on just life thank you and Likewise, uh man one of the reasons i really wanted to talk to you is because i am fascinated with your nomadic lifestyle <laughs> thanks man <laughs> like uh you were selling boats for a while i know you were making decent money doing mm -hmm. that and yep. you were just living on a boat and driving a van so everything you owned could be lived in yeah pretty much <laughs> I, i'll sleep right here on the grass if i have to man like what uh what inspired you to kind of take that route in in your, the way you lived your life um i don't know i guess it definitely stems back you know to like my family and the way i grew up like i have a pretty nomadic dad who's he's a rambling man like the definition of a rambling man and you know he i had some canoes and ginus growing up and i kind of was 
you know, he, he always said I was fishing since I was in diapers and, you know, but he was just kind of the, my drunk old man that would just take me out and he would just slam beers. We'd throw an anchor and he's just like throw a worm on a hook and a sinker and just sit there and catch little fish. But, um, I don't know. My dad's super nomadic and my grandmother's big influence in my life too. And she kind of has this, um, free spirit, nomadic, independent, um, aura to her. And she was always into traveling and, um, alternative living. She's also, you know, had some successes that she, you know, had, had, that had come about in her life by making some, you know, buying some houses in the sixties with like, you know, a little tiny pinch of money that she right. had, but you know, she, uh, she like bought, you know, bought RVs and, and just, you know, traveled around in a van. Um, when I was younger, she bought this conversion Astro van, and I was, you know, early teens and, and she traveled the country and, and, you know, alone, I was like inspired by that. That's awesome. You know, and then also as I got older and I started riding BMX and, you know, traveling with my buddies and then, you know, going on trips with companies, I, uh, you know, we would, we would kind of do it alternatively, you know, we were sleeping out of vans and sleeping out of tents sleeping in walmart parking lots we were you know and then we you know riding around in an fbm bus an old international school bus you know <laughs> so that those were other influences i guess the bmx as a whole also influ influenced the nomadic lifestyle and then um also had a really good buddy by the name of mark maywison who um showed me his conversion van, his first one that he had built out in 2015. And I had already owned a, like a, a minivan in 2012. It was a Ford Windstar. And I remember I was like delivering Chinese food and <laughs> fucking, uh, you know, delivering pizza and, and that transmission went out on that thing. But it, you know, it wasn't really into the, the van nomadic lifestyle just yet. Once Mark showed me his van, in 2015 I, I was like I gotta fucking get one of these man like I gotta get a van like this is everything I could put all my stuff in here I could sleep in it I could travel and so I guess that's kind of a rundown of how I started getting into vans or this nomadic lifestyle and I got into the van life um I got my first conversion van in 2016 and I've owned I've I've had about seven of them now, so six or seven. Three, three <laughs> yeah. since we've been talking. Yeah, so <laughs> things have happened or, you know, motors crapped out or, you know, I buy these older ones that uh, I'm, I guess I'm into the older conversion band style and, you know, got to also spend within my budget. But I like older older rigs, you know. Um, but, yeah, that that got me into, you know, the van lifestyle and traveling and then um, I had a bought in an RV to get my old man out of homelessness. He was homeless for like 11 years and no I kidding. bought him an RV and I bought a little John boat and I was like, I'm going to put this old man out on the shore and he's going to be able to do what he wants, you know, fish, hunt and drink his beer and have a good time. And then after that, I ended up traveling around the country in my van and I knew I wanted I I started really like loving the boating and the and the marine lifestyle too. Like I obviously was living the van life, but I was like, man, uh, 
I'd love to fucking live on the water, you know, and have a van, but, you know, live on the water. Not just on the water, but in the water. Yeah, in it, man. So I was attracted to just the being by the sea and the ocean and seeing boats just took me away. So I remember I went out to California and I was like working on the side, working a full-time job and working on the side and riding, you know, uh, having a blast out there with some good buddies and old and new new friends um it was good but i I remember i was like i'm gonna i want to save up and buy a sailboat and i was like detailing boats on the side and that got me enough money uh to buy my first sailboat and i was like i'm gonna come back my folks are getting old they need my help so i'm gonna come back to the east coast i was there was a a made in america tour that i was gonna jump on which i did and um went on this fbm profile cube QBP, QBMX, um, made an America tour. We went from New York, met up in New York City. No, we met up at the FBM warehouse in Ithaca. And then we ended up basically ending, you know, going to New York City. And then we ended the trip in Philly. And after I ended that trip, I bought my first boat. And I was like, this is it. And <laughs> this is it, man. And that was 2017. Uh, September 1st, 2017, and then I got a job in the boating industry, and I was, like, detailing boats and bottom painting and dressing engines and ma- doing maintenance and shit, and then they're like, oh, you're you're cute enough. Like, you, you, you can do sales. Like, <laughs> you want to sell boats? I was like, all right, let's fucking, uh, yeah, these these old Joes can sell boats. Like, why not? Yeah. And then, This you young know, buck can sell boats. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was living on my boat and selling boats and that was that is where yeah my love for the the boating industry and the marine industry kind of like took off and ended up selling that other boat that i had it was a mess man it was you know i thought i was going to sail the seven seas with it but <laughs> I, I don't even think i could have made it to the mouth of the bay without their the, either the coast guard picking me up or it being like a crazy story um end up like tom hanks or yeah something. <laughs> man an episode of castaway or something man it was so i uh yeah, that kind of is just like driven my love for this nomadic lifestyle, and I'm I'm living on. I sold that boat. It had a bunch of electrical problems. It was a big mess, and now I saved up enough money to buy another boat that's like very cruiser cruiser friendly and um, has all the living accommodations that I personally need. And um, and yeah, I'm still kind of living this nomadic lifestyle. I got here I am in my van right now, and I'm living on my boat and <laughs> out of my van and. I love it. I like, I feel like I'm living, you know, to the core. I'm like, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I have, you know, I'm like living simply. I'm able to like save money. I'm working full time, but I, uh, I love it, man. I don't, I don't, um, need a big house or I don't need a house at all. (laughs) I'm fine with my boat and my van. Um, so that's kind of just a, uh, little insight of you know and background of where the nomadic lifestyle has stemmed it's, it's from but i was cool. definitely rambling but uh no yeah. you're good you're good you're fine i like long-winded answers i have yeah, to think about shit to, to say yeah um yeah i always think it's funny you'll you'll post a video and i'm like oh he's moving <laughs> no he's just going sailing yeah yeah <laughs> right i was like man it's pretty awesome that you can just like take your home with you like wherever you go on the water or on the road and yeah, and sometimes you, people you, hit me up. They're like, where, where are you now? Yeah. What are you doing, man? And you told me one time, you're like, yeah, if I want to live in Annapolis for a while, I'll live in Annapolis. If yeah. I want to live in 
Virginia. I'll just sail to Virginia. Right. That's what I did. I had my this boat that I had. I had it in Annapolis, and I was like, well, I'm going to move it to the National Harbor. And I did that so I could be close to my family right now. They're yeah, super yeah. old and <laughs> need my help. And I'm like my grandmother's caretaker, and she's 93. And I'm, it's an absolute blessing to be of service to her yeah. and be there for her because she fucking – I wouldn't have half the shit in my life or be who I am without that woman. And yeah, she's the way like you matriarch. described her earlier, that's she's your whole matriarch. personality. Yeah, right? so. Yeah. So I get that. But yeah, man, um, so I can, I'm pretty mobile. I can get up and go. I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm at for a good reason, right where I'm supposed to be. But um, yeah, when the air clears, man, I can, I'll be able to do whatever the hell I want and go wherever the hell that's I awesome. want. So. so you grew up in Northern Virginia, right? I did. Okay, what part? I actually grew up in Vienna. Um, I wouldn't have been there if my grandma didn't own this little Rambler house that um, she was able to allow my folks to quote unquote rent, <laughs> but they didn't have a pot to piss in. And my folks like, you know, were below the poverty line, not making shit. My mom was a cafeteria lady in Navy Federal Credit Union and fucking got a bump up to like 10 bucks an hour in a mail room there. And my dad was like, fucking, moving furniture you know losing his job here and there and you get it back and it was it was something else but i am grateful to grow up in such a nice it was a very nice area there's a lot of a lot of people in the neighborhood we would be pedaling around riding bikes from a young age and we had a nice little um we had some trails off this bike path that uh pretty rad and i guess the dirt wasn't the best at the time but man it that was something that got me into BMX and, you know, got me away from the bullshit. You know, I guess my my folks were awesome to me, but, you know, BMX was able to make me escape from bullshit at the house. Just like that's why we all ride. You right. know what I mean? We were able to escape from whatever was going on in our family and whatever was going on in our lives. We would just get I on actually, our bikes. Uh, and I actually started go. riding because I sucked at skateboarding. That yeah, was, that was really <laughs> yeah, that that was it too. Uh, riding worked out better for me. I, I I had a skateboard, but I was like, man, I'm I think I'm a little bit better at this riding thing. It's, it feels a little bit more natural. So yeah, I kept kept riding bikes, man. That's cool. Yeah. Where uh, when did you start take your pegs off? Dude, I rode. I didn't have pegs at first when I started riding. I was riding trails, and our trails got plowed. Fuck. And I was probably like nine years old fuck first time they got plowed nine and i was like oh shit man i'm gonna have to learn how to ride street Damn, so I you threw were riding some... that long ago yeah that dude i was that young that's seven good. seven years old i was i was that's when i consider myself you were into bmx into bmx because i was like i that love shit. bmx i'd seen rad and i had a couple other bmx videos that i was talking to you about earlier you know yeah, you can um, name drop those because they're solid yeah dude i they're think solid. my first vhs was like domination but i would seen like dead sailor and uh there's a couple other videos, you know, um, just kind of drawing a blank there, but I, uh, yeah, I, uh, the trails got plowed and I was like, man, I got to ride street. So me and the neighborhood kids started throwing pegs on and we started like grinding these little benches, you know, we started front peg grinding and, you know, working our way up to the feeble <laughs> man. And, and it was sick, man. I was like, man, we're street. Like we were just grind, grinding these like little, you know, benches outside the ballpark or in this little like apartment complex anything you could touch your anything pegs on. yeah yeah, yeah. And, i remember uh, those days too yeah so i had pegs on from that point i may have taken them off here and there but i rode pegs from probably 99 till 
2006, I think, I took them off. Actually, yep, 2006. Took them off, and I maybe put them about on for one session in, like, maybe 2007. Was there, like, a specific reason, or you just... I, I for me, I was just kind of like... I know this sounds weird. I guess pegs were peg tricks were starting to evolve heavily. Yeah. The toothpick hanger had just come out. People were starting to That's do toothpick hangers, trick. and I was like, I was riding pegs, and I I felt like I had. Little did I know where it would evolve to now, right. but I like was like, oh well, I got all the peg tricks locked down. Let me try something different, and I like, I was doing toothpick hangers on rails, and I was fucking ice picking, and and. But I didn't doing any crazy variations. I just had like all the stock grinds down, and I was like, I- I'm gonna try something different. Like I always liked riding pegless because I felt lighter and it was fun. And then I just started getting into the pegless scene. I like I liked uh, Eddie Cleveland's riding, and just like I was always into pegless riding. There was a bunch of pegless pioneers like from that that era that like influenced me. Garrett Burns. Garrett Burns. Fuck man, you name it, dude. Like. <laughs> You know, Eddie Cleveland, there was, like, Ty Stevenson. There was, oh, like, yeah, some Ty just, like, wild. I just loved pegless riding, man. And I uh, took them off then, and I never put them back on. I think I took my pegs off, and I took my brakes off. And I my, I was super – my bikes at, these po- at this point were always pieced together by friends. And, like, so I, I remember I didn't even have – my bike was super shot at that point in time. And I didn't even have the money for – to, like – fix my brakes and I don't even didn't even have money for pegs like my bike was so pieced together and um yeah I just like rode no brakes and no pegs and just like ratty little bike and <laughs> I uh never looked back man I got really into the pegless riding style I've like you know my buddy Eric Lichtenberger you know was always getting me stoked on pegless shit and you know I just really liked pegless riding it was like something different but um, never looked back, man. I always wanted to just tr- see what I could do without pegs and, like, yeah. ha- wanted my mind to work differently, you know, and see things in a different perspective. So I I just, uh, I've always loved that. Like, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I can do this with pegs, but what about, what can I do on this setup without, you know? Right. And it always gives me this unique perspective, I guess. So I, I still ride no pegs, man. It's been, fuck. Long time. I can't even do the math now, but what is that? F- 15 years? Yeah, roughly. Holy yeah. shit, man. Getting older. <laughs> Getting old, <laughs> as they say, man. I don't want to say that, but, man, I'm That's trying it. to live young and stay young, you know, and stay young and healthy. Well, BMX tries to do that to all of us. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like make us think we're 15. Right, man. Then you slam and you go, I don't remember the ground hitting oh, so yeah. hard. Like, oh, it's because I'm old now. I got right. it. I throw your back out, as I was talking yeah. about, man. Like, oof. But, <clears throat> yeah, got to. Gotta get out there and have fun, stay young, and. So we were talking earlier, and you've you've always been on an FBM frame. Yeah. Like pretty much the whole time you've been riding. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy that you ended up, you were buying them. Yes. And then you were being given them. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> wild whirlwind of life because I didn't really know anything else. You know, I've ridden some different frames, but I remember when Adam Watkins and Trey Hinton and. 
Ryan Kepard and those dudes were going up to the FBM house during the ECT days, yep. you know, and they were living on off not not on Crandall Street, but right across from the Belmar and in Binghamton. And I was like 12, 13, and they would bring me up there. And my folks were like, "Yeah, I'm like I'm going to New York with some buddies," and they're like, "Yeah, okay," you know, they didn't care. <laughs> like I'd had no guidance growing up. I could do whatever the hell I want. So oh, we were adults with air quotes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they <laughs> how old they, are they? They're 19, 20, 22. They yeah. Briefly met like Kept walking. Was probably my mom 22 was just like smiling, like, "Oh yeah, great, go have fun," you know what I mean? And <laughs> so I go up there and. Jesus Christ, I shouldn't have been exposed to all the shit that I saw. And maybe that's why I'm so fucked up and done all this crazy shit in my day. But, uh, man, those big influence on my life, those uh, those FBM guys. So all the OG pioneers, man. Not only that, but that crew of North Virginia dudes was a solid. Yeah. Uh, you just name dropped some really solid yeah, dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so it was they'll like. They'll help you get into some shit, but they'll help you get out of that's some shit right. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was in- incredible to go up there and then, you know, I remember buying, go down in the warehouse beneath ECT and I remember, you know, they, I would buy the buy the frames. They would give me a little, little hookup on the uh, discount or whatever uh, on the cost. It was it was awesome, man. So I remember buying a live wire. Yeah, it's a uh, good frame. Ron Kimler's frame. I had the little gyro mounts on them. Um, but, yeah, I, I rocked out with FBM bikes and then, um, yeah, ended up going up there for the Belmar. I remember that bike was so fucked up. I was riding a pink bike at the Belmar contest. There was just one jump in the back of a bar. Oh, that's a, that was a big-ass jump. Yeah, it yeah. was insane. <laughs> I remember I had, like, $20 to my name. It was wild. We were just doing so much fucked up shit that i can't even probably shouldn't even say on this podcast it was just like a oh, there's, wild there's a statute of limitations yeah there. it was wild <laughs> just a wild weekend but i remember riding in that contest thinking i just want to ride this jump but i ended up doing some throwing down my little bag of tricks on the jump and ended up flipping in and ended up winning that contest like as an you know an am and then i rode different fbm jams throughout the years following and you know touch base with steve and you know all the fbm ogs and then i moved to richmond virginia and um you know i guess by that point like steve crandall was able to put two and two together that i was like the dude this young little fucker that would come up to the (laughs) fbm house and you know was riding and just being amongst some antics that i shouldn't have probably seen at that age and then um, he asked me if I wanted to ride an FBM frame, go on an FBM trip, and yeah, I think I was 21 at that point. Yeah, and who could say no to Crandall? Uh, yeah, and I had already, uh, all I know was FBM, man. Yeah. Like, that's all I knew growing up the way, like, that's all I knew. So it was uh, an honor to get out and get on an FBM frame. I went on my first FBM trip and ended up, uh, got, a, got a photo in a magazine and Ride UK. Keith Tara was on that trip. And it was, you know, that was nostalgic because I grew up looking up to Keith Tara and watching him ride. And then here here I am, like, going on a trip with him. And he's, and that's just crazy how BMX has been like that. All these dudes that I looked up to as I was young ended up becoming really awesome friends. Right. And, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, I remember that that first trip. I ended up getting arrested and thrown in jail. <laughs> like, What'd you do? Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we were, I met some friends, like I knew 
some friends that were going to Virginia Tech at the time because we were in we were doing like a Virginia tour and we were down in Blacksburg and we ended up going to the bar we just had a couple drinks and we ended up going back to where we parked which was on the Virginia Tech campus and um, I remember we were peeing outside of the the FBM uh, slam van is what we called this rig it was a red Chevy Express van that we toured around in and uh, it was fucking wild. We called it Slam Van, and, and uh, we were pissing outside of it, and this little <laughs> undercover, like, cop pulls up and flicks his lights on and gets out, slams the door, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you guys are, you guys are, you know, sitting here pissing in my yard. He was like, he's like, you can't be fucking pissing in my yard. He's like, how would you like if I came to your house and pissed in your yard? So like, you wouldn't like that, huh? And I was like, uh, you know, honestly, officer, I probably wouldn't care, but um, <laughs> sorry, I, you know, I'd we didn't see anyone around there's no one around here and you just kind of pulled up like I, i'm facing in towards the door i'm on the passenger side like there's no one around like because like sorry officer and he was like sit your ass down on the curb and you know he was went and talked to henny and you know henny didn't doesn't drink so henny was fine he was our dd at the time with eric hennessy yeah. um and um shout outs to eric hennessy he's also influenced my uh my nomadic lifestyle with his sweet short bus school builds and his his nomadic lifestyle he also had a big influence on me too um wherever you are eric you're the fucking man dude i miss you um but yeah uh yeah i uh the, the cop ended up just like you know coming back over to me and he was like get up he was like he's like it sounds like you've been it smells like you've been drinking like you're drunk and i was like no i'm not sir breathalyze me he was like um he was like he didn't want to breathalyze me and um he slaps the handcuffs on my wrist and he's like oh he tried to search me no he tried to search me after i told him to breathalyze me and i says officer i don't consent to search and then he slapped handcuffs on me and he says you're under arrest for drunk in public i said officer i'm not drunk breathalyze me i've literally have only had two beers and he um immediately goes in my pockets and i had a bag of weed on me found a bag of weed He's like, ah, yeah, you know, like, I got you. We're going downtown or, you know, took me down. And he was, at that point, he became really nice to me. And the cop, I don't know for what, what reason, but, it, you know, on the, on the ride down to jail and the holding, he uh, he was like, yeah, you're a good kid. You're going to be a, a good kid, you know. You're going to be a good good person or whatever. He just started complimenting me, which is super weird. And, uh, man, I ended up spending that the rest of that night and that morning and uh in jail and had to get fucking bailed out and um yeah got out <laughs> and fucking i was so tired because i didn't get any sleep and yeah uh ended up we ended up uh, at this christian college i remember like sleeping all day the dudes had rode a skate park that morning in blacksburg and uh we ended up in lynchburg at this catholic university um or a Christian university and um yeah like woke up there and ended up uh doing like a pegless 50-50 grind down like a 20 plus stair handrail probably around that around that number somewhere and that was my first photo in a magazine and ride UK Tara took that Tara took that photo and uh yeah it was just kind of ironic that I like went to jail on my first trip and then like <laughs> first FBM trip get thrown in jail and then I get out, and uh, by the way, I got off that case because, um, you know, it was an illegal, illegal search. search. 
the judge was like, consider yourself lucky, but this was an illegal search, you know, and he empathized with, he was older and he empathized with people having to use the restroom when they needed to use it, you know what I mean? <laughs> or piss when they got to piss. And, when nature calls. Yeah, exactly, when nature calls. So got out of that case luckily. And um, But anyway, yeah, and then, so yeah, I went to jail and then ended up grinding <laughs> down, like, grinding down a rail at like a Catholic university like it was just kind of ironic all around but I'll, I'll be honest when you said you were on an FBM trip and you got arrested I expected a cooler story than pissing at a cop's yard yeah yeah it was, <laughs> he was a typical like college campus police yeah. officer dickhead yeah. you know looking for trouble so I guess he found it <laughs> but that's yeah. awesome so and then you know just wild times from there man so many awesome FBM trips like for the next decade like fucking amazing times you know like so much crazy antics so much good riding so much amazing like we just had fun man the camaraderie the friendships the bonds we had like we just had fun the whole time we never the video showed that too like yeah. you felt that yeah. you guys all vibed right. like you had a great time it looked like I always wanted to go on one of yeah. those. Yeah. Sometimes there'd be a plan. We'd 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 have things that we wanted to do, but we just went out and like, we had fun. Like we none of the dude. We don't. We're not. None of us were taking anything like seriously. We just fucking wanted to ride and fucking <laughs> have a blast. Like and that's what we did, man. We just like had a fucking blast with each other. It was like always good times. There was never any stress. There was no never anyone complaining. Like we just gripped it and ripped it, baby. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So why is your bike so beat up? Uh, I don't know, man. I guess I <laughs> throwing that thing around and put it through the put put it through its paces. I feel like it's finally broken in, as I was telling you earlier. But yeah, people are starting to mention like, damn, dude, things getting kind of things kind of beat up. I'm gonna have I'm to like, take a few photos of it so people can see you're broken in and me calling it beat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just a little buff, maybe a little sand and buff. It'll buff out. Right. Yeah, it'll buff out. <laughs> You riding for anybody now? I know FBM's kaput, but yeah, um, you know I'm thankful to have like support from Animal and Profile Racing. So great companies, um, yeah. But uh, you know, just kind of kind of cruising along and just ride ride for fun. You know what I mean? But I'm thankful for all the support that uh, that I've had over the years. Yeah, hell yeah. For both those companies and, and FBM, man. Like that's all I all I know. So it's like holy shit. Like I don't know anything else. Yeah. You know. How did the uh, How did the animal hookup come to pass? A sim similar deal. You're hanging out with Ralph, and he just starts giving you shit. Yeah, like hung out <laughs> with Ralph um, at some jams, and hung out with uh, a lot of animal dudes. Like I guess you know, like um, came good good buddies with my but with uh, Nick Bardzilla, who was doing sales for Animal, and. Okay. One thing led to the other, and you know, started getting the hook up here and there. So it was like cool to be affiliated and and get the grease, you know, and and get the hook up from them. So um, it was just uh, kind of interesting how things unfolded. Just kind of like knew a bunch of different people, OGs and and newcomers that have kind of come and gone, and you know, it, um, it's cool to still be, um, you know living that you yeah, know yeah. and still riding and so i'm thankful that's awesome yeah very awesome it's weird that we were chatting it up for like an hour straight didn't shut the fuck up 
Yeah, and yeah. Microphones on and I'm having to bait you. No, it's cool, <laughs> man. I I love shooting this shit, man. Like, I'm just I'm rambling. Rambling's good. Like, yeah. Nobody nobody gives a fuck what I have to say. Yeah. <sighs> Me neither, man. But no, nah, I guarantee you, there's people that care. You're, you're still somewhat relevant. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> I don't pay attention to much though. You could be more relevant than Yeah, me neither. Yeah, That's the thing. Know. I don't really I pay attention to the shit that gets me stoked and like the people that I've crossed paths with that get me stoked, but I don't like uh I don't I guess I don't really follow too much about what's going on in yeah. the BMX scene. What kind of stuff used to get you stoked and what gets you stoked now? Um I don't Shit that used to get me stoked versus what gets me stoked now. Um, like it could be people, places, setups. Uh, yeah, I think I just get stoked on like different people doing different shit that's not like common and that aren't, you know, maybe whether they got little exposure or, or a lot of exposure. I just like seeing unique riding and unique setups and people just doing cool unique shit you know like um yeah i get i just i don't know i get stoked on new different unique shit that's not average and cookie cutter you know whether that be someone's riding or a spot or a place um yeah i get get different weird shit gets me stoked i don't know how else to put (laughs) it generally speaking but like, uh, are there any, like, pro guys, like, big names that you, you are, like, psyched to watch or, or um, even, like, big, not, non-pro guys that you're just like, that dude's doing shit right? Yeah, there are some big names that are pretty relevant, like, a dudes that I like to watch. Like, like I was telling, like, Mike L. Aaron, like, he he is a amazing dude. Like, I like watching Kevin Peraza or Larry Edgar, um, Dennis Anderson. Those are, like, big names that, yeah. like, those dudes are just, like, their riding is fucking timeless and incredible, and they just give it, they give it fucking 110% and beyond every time they shred and ride, and it's just, like, fucking inspiring, man. You know, so it's, like... And most of those dudes are fucking dialed. Dialed, man. They're <laughs> like fucking... nuts. Yeah. Like I say, I don't follow much people or, you know, a lot of the the pros out there but uh yeah those dudes if i had to like name drop some dudes in the in it those are the those dudes yeah are killing it um but there's also a lot of other random dudes that people probably don't even know or people that don't have much presence that get me more stoked than anything like like who name them like like one of my fucking favorite riders and best buds is like seamus mccune like he's yeah, he fucking rips. He is like the best dude ever and his riding is is incredible. Like his riding and you know people's riding that is just different like that is uh gets me stoked. Like Eric Lichtenberger's riding gets me stoked. Uh, I don't know how he does those nose wheelie bump jumps yeah yeah every time he posts it i'm like that doesn't make sense it yeah. still doesn't make sense yeah, he's like, on one <laughs> he is the homie but um man yeah it's just like yeah i just get stoked on random different riders like garrett garrett williams ginch man he he's 
like incredible. He gets me stoked, like all around his energy and and just his riding, like. Um, but yeah, my friends, just my friends, like yeah. I, I love watching my friends get me stoked to ride. You know what I mean? More so than any fucking pro that I could name drop. Yeah, that's what like, it's about. It's my friends that get me stoked. Yeah. So I mean, we've all been a part of a heavy session, and when your when your boy does something, you're like, oh, now I gotta step up. Yeah, now I yeah. gotta do this. Right. Like, yeah. So I get that 100. percent Yeah. I think the third time that dude's driven by. He's creeping. A lot of creepers in this park. Yeah. I'm creeping right now in this van. Yeah, you are creeping. In I got van. free candy if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it too loud. There's children around. Right, right. <laughs> Man. Uh, how long have we been going? I've been cruising right along. I just ramble, dude. I can talk shit all day long. 35 minutes so yeah. far. Like, it flies. Yeah. How fast. It really does. Yeah, I sit here and talk with you for another hour or two and i i yeah i love to talk so <laughs> that's why i picked you as a good yeah. a good one but, i guess um, that's what i kind of do for a living now but yeah. yeah what are you doing for a living well i've been i was selling boats and yachts for the past three to four years but i'm technically selling cars but like i was telling you man i'll, I'll sell anything i'll sell a pol- polar bear ice like catch, uh, up, catch a popsicle to that, a woman in white gloves that's right that's right <laughs> i'll sell it but um yeah it's been working out um grateful for it it's just another thing to throw under my belt and it's allowing me to considering the way i live it's allowing me to put away a little little money and have a little nest egg and for whatever is going to come next because i don't know what life's going to throw at me next and um we'll we'll see you know i want to be a little bit more prepared as i'm a little bit more grown have a little bit more uh at least have a little bit of uh you know monetary means to you know go down whatever um take whatever path i i anticipate taking you know because yeah. i still don't have it figured out but i'm just like man i'm just gonna keep when you're younger you never think about that no cushion. and i never did and I as just, we're older it's like i would just oh man i need some money right right just sitting there just chilling yeah so just in case trying to take a little bit more grown and adult approach towards things but yet still live free and simple and independent without getting in over my head with bills and bullshit and and um stress and you know um at the same time you gotta live you know i don't want to get too wrapped up in trying to just save up money and get this get this number in my bank account you know like you know i've never really been that kind of person but at the same time persistence and yeah having having some monetary means to do the things that you want to do is is, is as an adult there's nothing sweeter yes <laughs> yeah so need, you know the you child know versions of ourselves would smack the shit out of us right right, right. even saying that but shit man sit here and talk about credit scores and you yeah. know buying houses and just, I'm, not, I'm not talking about my credit score <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's like it's i look at things definitely differently well too i think when you when you sell cars you get kind of wrapped up in like a finance world yeah and, but like I, I work at car dealerships too. Yeah, yeah. You see that kind of lifestyle. You're like, I'm really bad with money. Yeah. Or I'm really good with right. money. And I, if I do this, I can do that. And there's a lot of those guys at those dealerships are smart with money, man. They are. And if you can learn a couple of tricks from them. I'm trying to learn tricks because, like, I guess my, you know, I'm the kind of guy that's I bought cash for every single vehicle I bought, but I've always been driving these old vehicles, and some were funner than others and sportier than others, but yeah. like 
I'm the kind of guy that people come up to me like, oh, what do you drive? You know, and all the people I work with, you know, finance vehicles are in over there, you know, that teaches own. I think financing a vehicle and, and a, a, you know, an asset, you know, that or a home is, is great. But for me, I've never done that. So people are like, what do you drive? I'm like a, a 95 Dodge conversion van. They're like, what? What is that? <laughs> like, what is a conversion van? You know, like they just don't. Well, you're also selling high-end cars. Yeah, yeah. You're not and, selling Nissans. Yeah, and, I, and I, it's just, I'm just different. Like, I, I, I it works for me because I'm not in over my head, and um, I don't really care about, uh, you know, me personally financing a car at this point in my life. I'm still kind of living like that, but I see the value in investing and financing into something. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely doing it differently than a lot of the other people that are doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess I'm just a different kind of person. Well, that's an understatement, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. But, uh, You're definitely a different dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Different breed, cut from a different cloth, but wouldn't have it any other way, man. All only guys that seem to understand it the most are my BMX buds, man. Yeah. They all, we all, we you, all know. You seem to have this infectious energy. Like every time I'm around you, it's all smiles, it's all yeah, fun. Dude. It's just like we sound like a bunch of hippies talking yeah, on yeah. the deck most of the time. Like talk about ener- energy and all that yeah, kind of man. shit. But yeah, you definitely like when you said you're a different type of dude. You're definitely a different type of dude. Thank you, Nick. That yeah. means a lot, man. Yeah. Like it really does, and. Yeah, man, touched my heart to hear that one, and I'm I'm I appreciate when people, you know, and I hear that from people because life's too short, man. Like I want to, you know, we can all get wrapped up in our own head and our going through our own battles and our own demons, man. But um, we've all been there, and and uh, but I I just gotta have a happy positive perspective i'm gonna forever try and live that way with a smile on my face despite all the crazy shit that life throws at you man like i don't know i'm i'm grateful that people tell me that i'm always cruising along with good energy and have a smile and sometimes life gets fucking hard man as i just said and it's gotten hard for me but i i just i I keep cruising along with positive mental attitude and a smile and and with that you know it attracts good energy back and you know, you get out what you put in, you know, there's a bunch of different sayings, but, um, when I have that perspective and that energy at all, everything, it all just comes right back to me, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I'm just going to keep pushing along. And as long as I, that, that's my, one of my main focuses to just stay positive and know that things will work out and, and keep smiling and, and, and having fun, man, and doing what I want all within the confines of, whatever else life brings and and yeah man uh just keep cruising along and do you think as a as a bmxer and at this point you're a lifer um do you think that bmx is the reason you have this kind of like mental toughness and this awareness and and the like you just said i know things are going to work out that is totally like a bmxer's mindset yeah you know something's going to happen the confidence that comes from yeah do you think that molded you absolutely into this person a little absolutely. bit? Absolutely, definitely molded me into who I am and how I like go about my everyday tasks or you know doing something that I want to do. Like I'll set a goal and and I will make sure that I achieve that goal. Like I I won't 
I don't like I don't li- like to let my dreams die. Sometimes dreams die and and things change in your life and you have to move on to something else and um and you you, you can't fulfill that dream. But I I've always kind of had that mentality like I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it done. And oh, if this is something I want to do, like I'm gonna make sure it get it happens. You yeah. know, and BMX definitely molded that. And then you know also maybe throw in a little bit of like you know my upbringing too. Like oh like had some my dad never really finished anything never really he was like i'm gonna i'll do it tomorrow and i'm like fuck that i'm not gonna be like that like i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna get this shit done like, i'm a i'm a doer you know right. and like when i say i'm gonna do something i'll fucking do it you know so try and have that attitude and yeah bmx 100 percent has shaped that mentality and that's any bmxer knows yeah. like what, what we're talking well, that's about that's why i asked you know what i mean i was talking to a good friend of mine recently i don't know if you ever came down to virginia much a guy named john aragoni and uh he fucking ripped back in the day he still rides pretty good now but and we were talking about and he was going through some going through some shit yeah and uh I, I called him up out of the blue i don't talk to him a lot but i called him and I said look man like there's no different life's no different than riding your bike yeah like you gotta you gotta move past it you f- you're falling down basically you just wrecked yeah like you gotta pick yourself back up and yeah. pull the fucking trick mm-hmm or Ignore that trick for a while, yeah, and come back to it fucking later. Right. Like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. He vague booked it. I didn't want to get into it. Yep. I just called him. He didn't answer. I left this message for him. He called me back a little while later, and he goes, "You know, I'm 45 years old, and I'm just now realizing that everything I've done in my life comes back to that mindset that I learned. Yeah, because of a fucking bike. It's it's crazy. The things that and the mindset and all the things you like that we've learned through this bike like people just don't understand like the perspective and the things that we've seen and done and all the life that it's br- brought us you know all because of this bike like it's it's insane like, yeah. i don't even know really how to truly articulate it or explain it because it's it's, it's it's one of those things if you do it you know yeah yeah if you're not in it it's right. hard to even fathom yeah but just like from pulling a trick like trying something until you you get it done like pulling a trick to the people you meet the places you go the perspective you see from you know being on the ground and and in the air you know what i mean like it's it's just it's crazy all the things you can learn through life through a a bmx bike i'm sure there's a lot of other things and that you can compare it to maybe i don't know I, i I don't know if you got into baseball, if you would see the get the no. worst ghettos no, in no, the no. world. Gives you a lot of perspective. You know I mean? No, like, it's very in, yeah. I mean, we're we're independent, expressing ourselves the way we want to, and the most free spirited way. Like, you know, team sport is a totally different ball game. You, literally. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, literally, literally. I played team sports growing up, man, and I started getting forced to by my mom. And I was half decent, but I wasn't getting any bigger by, like, the time I became a teenager. And I just, all I wanted to fucking do was ride my bike. Because I, no one was telling me how to ride my bike. You know, I was, you know, we have a little bit of rebellious, uh, you know. A little little middle finger up to the world. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to listen to anybody as BMXers. But, and that's just who we are. But I guess, and I, I look back and I, you know, 
I can appreciate the discipline of like team sports or military. You know, I was very like, I'm not fucking listening to anybody. By the time I got of age, I was like, I'm not, I don't need someone telling me how I need to do this sport, right. you know, and my, my bike allowed me to do things the way I wanted to do it when I wanted to. Um, and that's what, you know, what it was all about. Like these team sports, I was like, you needed a coach, you needed, you needed, you know, team players and you, you know, you had to work towards a greater goal and that's, that's amazing. But, um, the BMX, you know, it's, it's full, full blown self-expression and, and, you know, it's, it's hard to go down to the ball field and pitch balls and hit them yourself and catch them and field them and all that. But where I grew up, my neighbor's driveway was literally a four foot tall bank. Yeah. And I would ride that like a quarter pipe Mm -hmm. all the time by myself. Yeah. And I I can't tell you the amount of tricks I learned on that stupid yeah. thing, and I didn't need anybody else. Right. I just went out in my next door neighbors and started riding his driveway. Yeah. But you didn't need anybody's shit. You I didn't. didn't. Need, I didn't need somebody else telling me how bad I sucked at something. Right. I, let me go out there and I'll figure it out. That's myself, right. And there's no there's no bench man or or like there's no there's no sitting out or. You know, like there's no, you're not sitting on the bench and you you get on your bike and you're in there, man. You you you're doing it. You're out, like, yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. This is this like, I wouldn't take back anything in my in my life. I have zero regrets, man. Whether I awesome. fucked up here and there. I mean, if you don't if you don't fail, you're not gonna grow. You right. know what I mean? So sometimes, you know, in your past, you can like when I was younger, you'd look I'd look at people and man it's just amazing you know he's got everything handed to him and but you know if you have everything fucking handed to you and you don't fail and you're not you're not learning or growing you know so like i you know definitely did the fbm way the hard way and and sometimes like you think that guy's got everything and really but really if you dove into his life and his brain he ain't got shit he ain't got shit yeah and yeah so i'm i'm grateful for every you know what what I've learned through life and, you know, all the failures, you know, and get, I just, you know, you just get, get back up, keep pushing and, and, and get it done, man. I, I wouldn't take anything back, man. No regrets. That, like you said, when we first got together today, it's like, I can't complain because no one fucking cares. Yeah. <laughs> not, right. It wouldn't do me any good if I did. Right. It's so true, man. And no one would fucking care. So I, I just try to live a, a life of, no complaints. Um, I try to eliminate zero negativity, you know, and life is just not always that, you know, you do have to deal with, I think I, you know, I was telling you earlier, I'm like the, always want everyone to be happy. I am always happy and I'm like a people pleaser, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, have my boundaries, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, but I still do try and live a life of, you know, I don't, I don't like, uh, to be around negativity. I don't like, like, the word I can't, like, is not, not in my vocabulary, like, or impossible. Like, I think you can do anything you put your mind to, and anything is possible. Like, I really do believe that. So, um, impossible and can't are words that are definitely not in my vocabulary, and I don't like to surround myself with pessimistic, negative people with bad energy, man. And yeah. I just try and keep the positive energy moving and, and flowing and, you know people feed off that shit and it comes back around and oh 100 yeah you know there's that old saying that you are the company you keep and if yeah you, yeah you surround yourself with negative bitter dickheads you're gonna you're become, gonna become that negative bitter absolutely 
And I was a, I was living proof of that. Yeah, man. If you would have talked to me 10 years ago, you would have fucking been like, dude, yeah. I don't ever want to see Nick again. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> dude, man, but just life, you know. I mean, can't say that I haven't com- complained and, and been negative in my life, you know, and I'm always positive. Like, that's that's, yeah. well, that's, that's bullshit. Right. I'm, I'm human, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but if I, I just try and keep that, that mental vision and, and outlook yeah. overall. You You're always I mean? going to have an emotional reaction to something. Yeah. The difference is when you let that emotional reaction become the fact. Right. And you d- you're one of those people like you're like me where you'll analyze what just happened. Yeah. To the end of fucking time. Yeah. To try to figure out why it went down that way, why you did this, why you did that so right. you can grow from it. Yeah. And we were talking about it earlier. I'm not going to get into all that like more personal stuff, but you know, y- you're aware of issues that you've created or yeah. someone else creates for you. Mm-hmm. That's how you move forward. That's right. how you move on. That's yeah. the catharsis that creates the the rest of it, right? Right. So, and that that comes right back to riding bikes. Yeah. Like that's falling down, getting back up, learning where you fucked up. Yep. And fixing it. That's right. So that's like, right, there's man. a lot of people that they don't they don't do that reflection. They don't do that introspection. Yeah. They just their gut reaction is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Exactly. And, it's not. There's three sides to every story. And yeah, man. Some of us are blessed to be able to see all three sides. That's right. That's right. Sometimes it takes a minute for us to see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can be stubborn in our ways. Yeah. And that comes from that fuck you attitude That's we were talking right. about. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Where Damn are we right, at now? dude. Where are we at now? 51 minutes. Dude, we're cruising. Yeah, that's good. With Think people listen to, listen to me talk for fifty one minutes? And you- I have a long commute, so I listen to these things all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. So like when they're like two two and three hours long, I'm like, yeah, that's that's gives you a ride to work and back. Right, right. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody else in those shoes, but I'm sure people are inter- interested. You know, dude, I'm honored to come on here and and chat with you. On I've never I've never done a podcast, so I'm like, I'm stoked to do this with you, man, because like it's uh you're a big influence on my life and like this is just this it's a very nostalgic um you know feel kind of similar to what i was talking about yeah. you know with my with my journey and my my time in bmx and dude it's it's like it's uh definitely hits home brother in the yeah. heart so it's, it's I, pretty I, rad man i really appreciate every nice thing you've said and, dude, and realizing brother. you know being able to realize 20 years later that i was a positive influence in your Absolutely. life is that's really like a, oh, yeah. a super humbling thing yeah. to hear. Oh yeah. Um, because I, when I look back, sometimes I think I was a basket case, and I got resting dickhead face and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I'm in the zone, I probably look like a pissed off motherfucker. Uh huh. And I was kind of a big dude, so I was always like, man, I hope I didn't like intimidate kids or. Nah, dude. You know, dude. I never wanted to be that guy. Nah, you weren't. And, your uh, energy was just fucking full on. Like you, you, your presence was there, and it was like. I was, you know, I was like, I want to fucking ride like Nick, dude. One day, one maybe one day, I'll be able to throw a truck driver or fucking bar spin X. Like, I don't, I don't think so, but maybe one, you know. But man, you you're definitely a heavy influence, man. That's Pi- awesome. Pioneer to my, um, you know, all the dudes that, that I looked up with, man. That I looked up to, man. You were, you, fucking heavy influence man that really you means were, it means a lot like, yeah dude so I'm, it's I'm, like i'm playing it cool being all stone-faced yeah, and shit, yeah but, but 
No, uh, really, it's touching, and I I really do appreciate Brother, it. And it's an honor for you to want to even like, you know, to reciprocate that uh, that good energy and that vibe, and um, and have me on a podcast, man. Like yeah. like I said, never done this, but um, I'm actually I'm stoked to sit down with you, chat with you. It's uh, it's well, fucking awesome. Like man. like I told you before we started recording, it, there was a couple reasons. One, I know you can talk, <laughs> yeah. which is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other reason is I think people would be interested, and then I was super curious on how you live this lifestyle because it seems so awesome. And kind of like so romantic in a way. Yeah, yeah. And like I watch you post stuff, and I'm like, this motherfucker is out on his boat again. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> yep. Like I show my wife your shit all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Here he goes. He's off in his dinghy again. There he is, <laughs> fucking around, playing with his dinghy. <laughs> playing with his dinghy. Yeah, I just that uh, joke never gets old for no, me. No, it doesn't. Like, I, I don't know if you laugh. When oh, I every it. time I'm like thinking in my head, and I'm, every time I talk about my dinghy, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking sick thoughts in my head because I'm sick like that. But um, yeah, um. I'm I'm blessed to be able to live the life that I live in. and it ain't for everybody, you know. It ain't. Yeah. It's uh, there's a absolute beauty to it on one side, but there's also like a reality to it yeah. on the other side. And that like if you're, you know, you can't. It's not for the weak. I know that. Oh hell no. <laughs> you know, but but I it can be done by anyone. You just there's some sacrifices that had to be made. But I think the overall beauty and the simplicity of per se like living a nomadic alternative lifestyle similar to the one that i'm living is like that overall surpasses any of the bullshit and all the the headaches and the cloudy days and the the the, the hard days and the hardships that you have to go through like those those amazing blissful moments are just fucking magical yeah. that that you, you know a, a phone some you know can't even capture you know or, yeah. or a picture can't even capture it's like this is just pure essence of of life and beauty man so it's like i'm i'm blessed to be doing and uh living the way i want to live right now you know like i could go i could go buy a sports car right now go go i could buy a home i could go rent a home and you know have all the live like you know um in society's norm you know but uh fuck that uh, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna live the way i want to live yeah, I, I pushed yeah. push all that shit off too. I don't yeah, know, I didn't want to be. I didn't buy my first house until I was forty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I, I am starting to think, you know, in that that route. Like, what what do I really want? What what do I want to do? And I, I got to figure it out. And I, I do want to invest in a home down the line, but uh, I'm I also want to live my good years doing what I want to do, and I don't want to wait till I'm. 60 to retire and get that boat and right. and get that travel and you know I'm trying to do it now you yeah. know what I mean that's that's why I'm living the way I'm living so I can experience it now yeah and, a couple months ago I did a, a guy's BMX podcast and, yeah uh it was about like the local pro yeah and uh in that I was saying I didn't I didn't have like the, the society's normals like stages of life because I pushed growing up off until i was almost 30 yeah man you know what I'm i mean? right there like, that's where i'm at <laughs> so then i was playing catch up yep and that's i was what I'm doing. <laughs> miserable just focusing on only that right and, and when i got back on my bike and like I, I met a really rad chick that was supportive of everything and Happy i got my you. head out of my ass yeah before i met her uh it wasn't all her uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but uh like I realized I can I can do both. I can own a home and invest in a home, but I can still do the things I want. Right. And I don't need to go chasing dollars and I don't need to do all this other shit. 
But it took me almost 10 years to figure yeah. that second half of my life out. Man, I, I can empathize 100%. I'm, like, kind of going through those motions, man. I'm in, like, a super hustle mode right now. And I'm like, whoa, man, take a step back. Enjoy life when you can and enjoy your days off. Yeah, and Don't and get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with bike. hustling. Yeah, There's yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing a good job. Yeah. Like, I'm focusing on career, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get to do what I want all the time. Right, right. But coming out like on it's a thursday yeah it's gorgeous out here I yeah had to come out session with my boy yes sir you know like this is a good fucking day this is a great day like, dude we didn't do all the shredding we didn't like burn the park down or nothing no but we took some runs had a great time yeah. man yeah exactly that's what it's all about that's right. that's what it's all about as we were talking earlier man like and just to even like just to have a this conversation man just to have a conversation with you like it's 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 pure, man. It doesn't get any more real than this. Yeah. So I'm like touched, man. Freaking stoked to stoked to just shoot the shit with you. Prior to even having the mic on, but just shooting the shit with the mic on, we're just I'm just keeping it real yeah. and and saying shit from the bottom of my heart. And it's uh, dude, it's this is a, this is awesome, man. I'm just stoked to stoked to be here with you, man. Absolutely. You know, and <laughs> stoked on life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're always fucking smiling, brother. Yeah, man. That's the only way to, only way to do it, man. So you got any uh, BMX plans coming up, or are you just kind of chilling? I'm just kind of floating, man. Just yeah. like, like I told you this past month, I threw my back out. You know, getting old, uh, but uh, trying to stay young and and not do that. Um, uh, but yeah, I uh, have zero plans, really, man. I'm just like trying to ride with good people and. Maybe ride some different shit. Yeah, you seem like you got a good little crew down in D.C. Yeah, you, you know, I have, I can't regular. neglect to forget that. It's like there's a lot of old friends that I've been riding with 20-plus years, and we still get out and we ride, you know, and we're all, like, grown-ass men living our living our own, like, real lives. And what I'm saying is those random sessions. Yeah, yeah. You've thrown some serious shit. Th thanks, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I was telling you earlier, it's like I get really – Sometimes I, you know, I want to be that dude that gives it 110% every time I ride. But sometimes I just like to get out, cruise, take runs. And then, but like, if I like seeing new and unique different shit when it's cookie. I'm riding something cookie cutter. Sometimes it's hard for me to reach outside the box unless my mind just has this crazy idea. Right. But like, you know, I wouldn't like to explain myself as a setup rider, as I was saying earlier. But like, sometimes I get these, see these weird, quirky setups. And I'll want to do something that I've never really done before, but I know it's possible. Right. And once I put something together in my head, I know that I can do it. You know, I know I can physically do it. If I just put it together in my head, I'll go execute it and, and it gets done. Like everything that I've ever thought of in my head, BMX wise and or in life, but especially, you know, as we're chatting about it, BMX, like I, I've, there's been a lot of shit that I've never, I'd never had done before. It was this absolutely fucking wild, insane setup. But because I visioned it, envisioned it in my head and my mind, I knew, I knew I was capable of doing it, right. and I knew I was gonna get it done, and I would get, I would get it done. And it's like this, that feeling of accomplishment right there is just that's that's everything, man. I'm like, um, that uh, that pedal. I guess it was a pedal feeble on that ledge with the rail next to it. Yeah. Like that was a serious, that was just a, yeah. You posted that on like a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. We were, <laughs> we were cruising down the street. I'd been looking at that set 
that setup that was that big big down yeah yeah, yeah that it looked one. like maybe 10 12 stairs i didn't pause it and count yeah, it or anything yeah. but i've been looking at that one for a while and there's like a railing on one side and then directly in front there's there's a a, a bus stop like station booth yeah, and yeah. like it's actually way more dicey than it looks and that spot is like kind of a uh community like you know a uh, street like hangout for like a lot of like you know, dope dealers down in that area. It's kind of hectic, you know, homeless people, street people hanging out. And I'd been looking at that for almost ever since I moved back to the East Coast in 2017. I'd pass by that in D.C. and I was like, fuck, I got to do that. I got to figure a date. I would, I, this is possible. And then there was a couple of times where I was like, oh, man, uh, I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't think it was impossible. I was like, fuck, dude. And I pulled up to it on that day and we were just kind of cruising around and one of the street dudes was like he was like oh you gonna do that shit like you you know like ah and then a bunch oh, of other people a, were like you, you ain't gonna up? do that shit and like i went up there and there was like a big bru- like thing of brush that was in the way from the tree and i was like ah, i'm not doing it this this shit's you know this brush is in the way i was like giving myself an excuse <laughs> and them an excuse and one of the dudes pulls out a pocket knife and he starts like no shit doing some like pruning you know and he starts getting any clears <laughs> He was all tweaked out of his mind on whatever drugs he was on, and he ended up fucking clearing out the whole, all the little branches that were in the way. And I was like, he's like, look, you're good. And I like put my bike up there, and I was like, wow, dude, this is like, it's actually clear. And I was like, this guy just didn't went to town, like, you know, pruning all this shit up. So I was like, I, I," and the heat was on, the pressure was on on the block there. So. I was like, you ain't gonna do it, you know? Like, come on. And they started pulling their phones out and talk. Someone was humbly like we're talking shit underneath their breath and I, they were like oh. and i did one run up to it after i put my bike on the rail and i stopped and i don't like to do more than one run up if i'm going to do something yeah. like that um start playing head games yeah yeah exactly game, yeah. so i took one run up and dude was like oh he he, he like like oh you scared you scared and i was like all right motherfucker and like <laughs> turned around i was like turned around and then just you know pulled right up on it and hit it and just it all worked out and the energy was so high. So I kind of like was hyped after it and was like, but the energy was all positive and it came oh, full circle. It was crazy. Loud. Everyone was fucking loving that. I got it done. Couldn't believe I got it done there. Some of them thinking I was going to eat shit, but I was like, you know, it was like a C motherfucker. Like I told you <laughs> kind of happy, go lucky, good, good energy. You know, I just was, it was timing was right. It was like, yeah, time is now. I guess I got to do it right now so energy was super high um you know i remember my buddy who was there my buddy ezra was like kind of getting a little sketched out like we had our bikes down he had his bike down while he was trying to film me he thought they were gonna like some of the dudes were kind of trying jack jack yeah. the bike like it was he didn't know how to read it but i was keeping the positive vibes and good energy and i right. knew once i you know, got it done it was gonna hype up the whole you know the whole shit and yeah, it was all good vibes. If you had eaten shit, it probably would have hyped them up oh, just, yeah. as, just as much. Yeah, <laughs> it was all good vibes, man, and got it done. Good energy, and that's rad. Yeah, so that you know, that's one of those setups, man. Well, or, that one I've been looking at for a while, but you know, sometimes I see these unique, unique setups, and yeah, you had like oh, three or four all in like a row. Yeah, and like all the main sh- medias were yeah. sharing it, and I was like, oh, Eric's on one. Yeah, yeah there we go. I was, man. I was going, you know, going through some shit in life, and then. <laughs> And then uh, getting stoked, man. And then I guess I like kind of 
threw my back out like and then so i was kind of just been chilling, chilling. <laughs> but yeah once i and then you gotta find some other sweet setups but i i got some shit in the works you know there's some other there's some other setups that i have like that that i'm like i keep on the back burner and i'm waiting for like the right time yeah and you know maybe you know maybe someone else there to help me capture it or whatever it is but throw down <laughs> i'll throw down here and there when i want to throw down but i also like to chill too i've been like yeah. man soaking it up this summer through the back out and it's nice to just have other things to do beyond yeah. riding my bike i'm glad i don't i'm glad i have other interests and hobbies that break things up and give me a good balance in life you know what i mean so my ass cheek just fell asleep dude like my that. ass cheeks <laughs> back's hurting right now no uh yeah i feel you man about to, about to have to take another piss here. Man, drinking too much of that. Oh, yeah, that's no. a half gallon of water gone. I know. I got that old man <laughs> bladder, man. That judge was able to empathize on that FBM trip. He was like, yeah, man. He <laughs> knew the it. deal. Yeah, he woke up three times a night. You're he not, had the you're same not, deal. You're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fucking funny. Yeah, man. All right, man. You got anybody to thank? Any? Um, Anybody else you want to shout out? You want to shout out your crew that you ride with down in D.C.? Yeah, yeah. Shout outs to all the homies in D.C. You all know who you are. Everybody that I've grown up with. Everyone that's influenced me in my life. Thanks to you for having me on this podcast um, and influencing me in my life. Um, thanks. I want to thank my family, all my friends, um, everyone that's ever uh, believed in me or, um, you know, that's ever influenced me um but yeah nothing but thanks to to everyone that supported me um throughout my journey and and you know what thanks to all the haters too you know if to any of the haters that that may be out there um yeah man I, i'm 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 cruising along and and just thankful for it all you know thankful for, for for everybody the influencers the haters my family my friends my loved ones you know thank you all right on yeah all right, brother. Thanks. Thank you, Nick.